Folks, what is going on? Arm and Hammer here. We just got the 2021 CrossFit Games season rulebook and it included a lot of useful information for us in terms of how the Open was going to play out and the qualification process for these quarterfinal events, that second stage that's an online competition that takes place in April. And, you know, it's good. It's good to have these different pieces of information that we've been asking for. But the rulebook also seems to be missing a lot of stuff, like a lot of stuff that would be really useful. Before we get into that, make sure to subscribe to the channel because there's a lot of stuff coming and you don't want to miss any of it. I know that for a fact. Trust me, I know it. You don't want to miss any of it. And on top of that, stick around for the end of the video. I've got a pretty cool new sponsor that I want to tell you about. All right. Let's talk about that rulebook. So the 2021 CrossFit game season is like the third season in a row that the entire format for the games is just like thrown out into the ether and just lands wherever it wants. And while that can get a little exhausting, this new format has a lot of pieces to it that are both familiar and evolutionary in positive ways. And we got answers to many of the questions regarding what a three-week open might look like and the answers to some of the quarterfinal issues like how many people from each continent are going to make it into that quarterfinal online competition and you know where where do I stand in terms of my continent is it residency is it citizenship we, got, we covered all that we got all those details but there's a lot of things that we're missing from this rule book and I'm going to start with the smallest and yet kind of the most important things for us right now, which is we have an equipment list for the open, a dumbbell, a bar in plates, a jump rope, a plyo box, and somewhere to do pull-ups. And that's kind of useful, but it also would be way, way, way more useful if CrossFit just told us what weight dumbbell barbell, plates, and height plyo box each division needs. Because remember, the 2021 CrossFit Games Open now has the prescribed, scaled, and foundations divisions available for people to do the workouts. Not even counting, by the way, the no equipment division, which is just its own set of workouts, it seems. So why won't they just tell us, hey, if you're doing the prescribed open, you need a 50-pound dumbbell uh, or 35-pound dumbbell on the women's side, you know, a standard 45-35 bar and X amount of weights as well as a 30-inch box and a 24-inch. Why don't they just tell us what each division is going to require so that it's a little bit easier for people to say, you know what, I can source that. Because saying something like a dumbbell what if this year they decide to move up to 55 pounds instead of 50 pounds on the men's side and 40 pounds instead of 35 pounds on the women's side? What if this year you need 225 pounds to do deadlifts? And who has that? If you don't have that, how do you source it? Not every garage gym is going to have all the plates that they need. And so either they're just assuming people are going to source the maximum amount necessary as in, if there is a strength ladder in the open, we should be prepared to do that with a bar and plates as our only warning. Or they're just assuming that people are going to say, you know what, the only thing I do have access to is 
a bar and a pair of 15s. And I sure hope that that's gonna be enough for me to do whatever the open workouts are. It might seem like I'm nitpicking here and I'm asking a lot, but I really am not asking a lot. An equipment list and saying here's X, Y, and Z that you're gonna need to participate in this is not out of the ordinary for basically any participatory event ever. You know what it is you're going to require in order to complete a marathon when you sign up for a marathon. And when you sign up, you're given a training program. All these different sponsors who want to give you free stuff. You can go to the convention center before the event and get like all the goos and the little packs and the running belts and the earbuds that you need. That's a way different industry, but the idea is like anything and everything you're going to need in order to actually participate is either provided to you or made available in some way. So why can't we have just the bare amount of information that we need in order to just have the stuff necessary to participate in this thing that we all want to participate in? The next thing that's missing from this rulebook is actually another equipment list. It's an equipment list for the quarterfinals because we know that it's going to be a different type of competition. This is the part of the CrossFit Games season that selects for the people who are going to the semifinals, the in-person competitions, the ones that are actually going to qualify for the CrossFit Games. But what do we need to participate in the quarterfinals? And I don't understand why it's so difficult to like, just don't be that tight-lipped. It doesn't make the urgency of, oh my goodness, that's the open workout, or oh my goodness, those are the workouts I need to do. It doesn't take away from any of that. It doesn't give away the, the you know, secrets behind what the workouts are going to look like. If you just tell us, hey, you know what, if you're going to be doing the quarterfinal events, you're going to need a heavier dumbbell. You're going to need more plates. You're going to need a concept two rower. You might even need access to a wall ball and a 10 foot target. That isn't taking away from anything involved in the world of like programming a competitive event. If the entire idea here is, is trying to create the most inclusive and the most participated event possible, telling us in the open what weights and what height box we need is a no brainer. If you're trying to get the best CrossFitters out of the open to actually have a great time and feel prepared and ready to compete in the quarterfinals, you should probably tell them what they need to participate in it as well. Overall, CrossFit is gonna do what CrossFit is gonna do. And what they do is generally not tell us any details. So the fact that we were even able to get an equipment list at all is pretty amazing. And I'm hoping, I really am hoping that we can sort of inch CrossFit forward a little bit, just little by little by little, taking a couple steps here and there to actually giving us the bare minimum of information necessary for us to feel like, yeah, you know what, thumbs up, I can participate in this thing. But what's missing, like the biggest thing that is missing from this rule book is literally the second half of the season. There is nothing in this rule book that talks about the semifinals or the CrossFit games. And that's not that unexpected, but also kind of weird. It's not unexpected because CrossFit doesn't know. They don't have the answers yet, which is something that kind of makes sense because they're kind of making this up 
as best they can as they're going along and it'll end up working out because they'll find solutions for the little problems that they might run into. They'll even find solutions for the big problems they're gonna run into. But it's it's not that unexpected that we didn't get details on the semifinals or the games in this rule book. However, it is kind of weird that we have literally no information. We don't know how many events there are gonna be per continent. We don't know how many per event are gonna qualify for the games. We don't know any of this. And that is a bit of an issue because for the athletes who that applies to, you're talking about people who actually do this kinda sorta for a living. They have to be able to make some arrangements at least a few months in advance. And guess what? It's January. These events are slated to start in May and June. So it, it's not like I'm talking about something that's gonna take place nine months from now. We are four months away from the semifinals happening and we don't know where they are, who's hosting them, whether you have to compete in your continental semifinals. Like what happens if Tia, who has lived in the States for the past few years, by residency, United States, but by citizenship, Australia, does she have to fly back to Australia to compete in a continental uh, competition for that semifinal that takes place in Oceania? The same thing can be said for expats across the world, right? Does an American in China have to fly back to the US to compete, to North America to compete? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if CrossFit knows the answer to that. And that's kind of weird, but shouldn't we at least have some general idea of what to expect other than just, yeah, it's happening in May and June-ish. I can already read the comments, by the way. I am sitting here alone in my studio talking to a camera and I can see the comments just piling up right now. You're being impatient. Why aren't you doing, aren't you talking about this? This is more important thing to talk about. Why are you asking CrossFit for things? We're so lucky to get to play their game and if we don't want to participate, you don't have to participate. That doesn't fly with me. There's room for improvement. I'm not saying that they have completely dropped the ball and this is awful, everything's over, the world's on fire, I'm never doing a burpee again. Although, if this were a good excuse for me to never do a burpee again, I'm 100% sold. What I am saying is that more information is actually incredibly valuable to not just the community and the people who are going to be paying money to participate in this thing, but also to CrossFit because if you are given just the modicum of information necessary to make an informed decision about something, you're gonna be happier about having participated in it and the people who were on the fence are more likely to just participate in it anyway because they're like, oh, you know what? I do have everything that I need in my garage. I don't know what bar and plates means. Do I need to have 315 pounds to do deadlifts? I don't wanna do 315 pound deadlifts in my house. That doesn't make any sense, but if I have like, just the idea that, hey, you know what, you're gonna have to do, you're gonna need 135 pounds if you're a male and 95 pounds if you're a female. That information is incredibly useful because it tells you, all right, I can pretty easily source this for my home gym in order to participate. It's a win-win, win-win-win situation. That's a lot of wins, and don't we all just want that? Of course, time will continue its inevitable march forward, and we will end up getting some details about these things 
at some point or another. It would blow my mind if the quarterfinals did not come with their own equipment list. Because again, at this point, two for two CrossFit for those online competitions for providing an equipment list. So why not make it three for three and tell us what the quarterfinals requires us to have as well. And of course, we're gonna get more information about the semifinals, but earlier is better than later. Later is worse than earlier. Later means you can't prepare as much in terms of just the logistics of being at these events. And I'm not even talking about people like myself who would want to travel to cover these things, but I'm talking about like the competitors who make a living to do this should probably know where and when they need to be to that where in the place so that they can do the fast exercise thing. I promise you news about a new sponsor at the end of this video and you're about to get it right now. The open is coming up around the corner. It requires a dumbbell and a barbell and somewhere to do pull-ups and training for that stuff can also be kind of hard on the hands and you do not want to build up a bunch of calluses and then tear them apart so your bloody, just ground beef hands are the thing that stops you from training as hard as you possibly can or want to train. Enter the Calicure. This thing right here is all about taking care of your calluses. I've talked about this before and they, they weren't sponsors then actually. I had a video, I think it was called Hand Care is the Flossing of Fitness and I still stand by that because it is incredibly boring. It really, really is something that most people don't want to do and yet the end result, if you can do it regularly, it pays off in spades. The Calicure, this guy is a file, it's a handle. They come in two different lengths. There's the shorter one and the longer one. You just kinda do the thing. It can work wet, it can work dry. It lasts about a year if you're using it every single week. And you can get one for 20% off using the code ARMEN20, A-R-M-E-N, 20, the number 2020, by going to calicurit.com, C-A-L-I-C-U-R-E-I-T.com. Check it out, enjoy it, take care of your hands, and also, by the way, just floss. Like, the flossing thing, they're not paying me to say that. I'm just telling you, it's probably good for you to floss.